Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today we are speaking with Jay Gibb. Jay is the CEO and founder of CloudSponge. And CloudSponge is really cool because it's a provider of contact picker software that's used by many of the biggest crowdfunding platforms to help campaigns truly go viral. Um, so what Jay's created is you know, a CloudSponge that allows project creators and backers to easily access their address books, right? And share the campaigns with people that they know to produce better results, depending on you know the social media links and manually inputted lists of email addresses. So I'm really excited to learn more about CloudSponge because I had never heard about before, uh, and then how they can use this for these crowdfunding campaigns. So Jay, really excited to have you on the show. Hey, Roy. Thanks for having me. So if you would, do a better explanation of your software product than I just gave you <laughs> as if I had never heard it before. Yeah, I think, I think this easiest way to think about it Everybody's got, everybody's had experience with a contact picker and, and they've all seen it on their phone. So if you open up your phone, Android or iOS, and you go to your contacts and you look at the alphabet, alphabetized list of your contacts, that's a contact picker. Basically, they're giving you a search tool. Usually there's a little alphabet on the right margin where you can tap on it to jump around in the alphabet. And it's a way for you to find who you're looking for within your contacts, right? And so what CloudSponge does or the CloudSponge contact picker does is it provides an interface just like that, except on a website. And the, the, con the contacts that are displayed in there are coming from the users, maybe it's Google contacts or Yahoo contacts or Outlook.com or Office 365 or AOL. And so it's it's our job, CloudSponge's job, to maintain integrations with all the different places, different webmail services where people store their contacts, their email. Usually it's the same place where they do their emailing, right? Sure. And then we give, a, give a, the user a menu that shows all those logos and they click on the one they recognize, right? And then they give permission to read their contacts. And our product ingests all their contacts and parses them all out and makes a beautiful contact in, a contact picker interface, just like what I just described. And then they can you know, select all, or they can search and select a bunch of different people with check boxes and you know, just basically interact with their contacts to create a recipient list. And when they're done, they, you know, click the submit button on the contact picker, it goes away and you end up back on, you know, the, the crowdfunding portal, like the GoFundMe screen or whatever screen you're on. And now you've, you know, whatever it was you're trying to do, like if you're, if you're a project creator and you're trying to invite your team or you're trying to invite your family and friends to get the project started, or if you're a project backer 
and you you know you want to spread the word to get you know to make sure a project hits a certain certain threshold or something like that right then you'll basically have all the people that you selected in the contact picker will just be populated in the interface all the email addresses so that you didn't have to type them one by one you didn't have to sort of leave the interface to go copy and paste them from a different window like it allows you to basically create that that sharing moment with the data exchange from your address book, like right there inside the interface so that you do more of it, right? Because it's pretty, it's a lot of friction to get a user to type out email addresses, a comma separated list of email addresses, especially if they're on a mobile device or something like that, right? So, so that's what the contact picker does. And that's kind of where it fits in the, in the crowdfunding use case. Nice. So, I mean, you've been doing this for over a decade, which is amazing. How did you decide to tackle this particular issue? Well, we, so we, we were doing a project. It was a different kind of project. It was, you know, it was, it was for a, for a different purpose. And I can tell you about it if you're interested, but it, you know, it, the point is it was something that needed a contact picker. We needed we had a, a reason to do it, to build it. And so we were doing the engineering for it. And we tried all the, this is back in 2010, right? We tried the open source packages that were available and the sketchy, crazy sketchy packages that were available. There's all kinds of sketchy stuff around this area. And things were either too sketchy or they were kind of abandoned or they didn't work. So we ended up having to just engineer something ourselves, right? And while we were doing that work and, you know, participating in, you know, Stack Overflow conversations or Google developer forums, threads, looking for answers, basically just the same, the same thing that you always do as an engineer when you're building software. We just noticed that there was tons of other developers building contact pickers for different use cases, right? They were building their own things. And, and so because it was difficult to do and there was nothing that was really great on the market, like off the shelf that was available, we just kind of decided to pivot and we said, you know what, like instead of doing this other project that we're working on, let's just like package up this API and make a contact picker because obviously there's a need for it. Obviously there's a market. Uh, and so, um, you know, that was like 12 years ago and, you know, we, we, we started selling it right away and we've been, we've been selling it ever since. I mean, it's been, it's been a really fun, fun journey for us. Yeah, I mean, you've had some amazing clients over the year, just looking at your roster of, you know, Fortune 50 companies all the way to, you know, brand new startups. So I'm interested, for one, how did you go about uh, coming up with the name Cloud Sponge? So if you you got to kind of rewind your memory back to 2009 to, to understand the logic here. And back then, the cloud or the concept of the cloud was something that, regular retail consumers weren't yet really comfortable with myself and myself included right at that point what we were all used to was like our contacts are stored inside outlook on our desktop or inside our mac os or inside thunderbird or some tool that was on our computer that was getting backed up or whatever right and that was around the time where we were starting to all be forced into this transition of using webmail and using the cloud for our photos and using our cloud for our contacts. And, but at that point, people didn't really trust the cloud. People were like, well, what if it just goes away? Then I'm going to lose everything. And so we had this, this vision or this idea 
to create a consumer product to sponge data, your own data out of the cloud so that you yep. could like burn it to a disk and like keep it back up in your filing cabinet or whatever people were comfortable with at the time, yep. right? So we called it Cloud Sponge because uh, that seemed like a good name at the time, right? Maybe we maybe it's gotten a little bit old now. Maybe we've kind of outgrown the word cloud, right? Now that it's 2022. But we called it that. And then the first sort of feature of the original version of Cloud Sponge was going to be to pull down your contact out of the cloud, out of Google or Yahoo or AOL or whatever, and save them to disk so that you always had them if those services went away, right? Yep. And that's what we were building where it was like, okay, well, it turns out that this there's a lot of other people that are doing the same sponging part, but instead of doing the backup part of that, they're displaying it and making contact pickers and making it for like invitation forms and word of mouth tools and recipient list creation tools and things like that, right? Uh, so that's that's kind of why we called it Cloud Sponge at the time. Nice. Yeah. Now, I know you have seen over the years, you know, various use cases, you know, in crowdfunding, uh, since that's the majority of the audience here, where, you know, sharing with contacts from your address book can be a true game changer for projects. Is there a campaign or a client that comes to mind? Yeah. So GoFundMe is one of our customers and they, they're a big company that does tons of like experiments all the yep. time and they're changing things around a lot. And so what we've seen at any given point in time, we, we've seen the contact picker being used in three up to three different places within the GoFundMe experience. And I kind of just blew, blew by them really fast a minute ago. So I'll just kind of double click on them. Please. please. Um, one of them is at, during the process of creating a GoFundMe campaign or sort of when you're at the end of it and they give you all like the promotional steps, like, okay, now you've made your campaign. Like let's, Let's get it out there. Yeah. One of the things that they do is they give you an interface for uh, inviting your team because most people are surrounded by a team of people that are all working on this project together. And they'll use the address book, the contact picker, to invite their entire team into the GoFundMe like authoring interface, right? Okay. But all of those people can now participate in the virality or the growth like features, right? So that's one. The next one is very similar, except rather than it just being the team, it's like you're using your, as a project creator, you're using your address book to sort of, to, 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 to uh, prime the pump, to get okay. those initial, your, your personal inner circle network. Right. To all like share that with your friends, your family, your investors, your team, yep. like whatever, like that, those people that are inside your address book, and it's a, it's a different kind of invitation because it's like, this is my project. I own this thing and I want your help to make it successful, right? So the message is a little different and the like use case is a little different. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's very personal most of the time. You're asking people to do you an important favor, right? Uh, and, and the way that that is practical with the GoFundMe interface in particular is with the contact picker so that you can select your friends, right? And then the third one is actually in the backer interface. So if any of those people, you know, are they shared on socials or wherever they go, right? And if you come and you make a pledge or you back a project and you give money, at, right after you do that, the very next thing that they're going to ask you to do is spread the word, yep. right? You probably know somebody else 
who's also would be interested in this product or whatever, well, here's your opportunity to spread the word so that we can hit those stretch goals or we can hit those thresholds, right? Yeah. Yeah, what's amazing, what we've seen is just the fact of even if you don't pledge on a campaign, the value of a social share can be exponential, right? I think it's close to 30 or $40. Every social share potentially brings in someone that is interested or that can donate or that can pledge or that has an interest in that product or service or you know whatever the opportunity may be. So even if you can't donate to this cause or even pledge the $1, just a free social share can actually add value to the campaign. So you know bringing in a tool like CloudSpunge can certainly add to that virility, which is very easy to do. That doesn't cost the consumer anything, but just a little bit of their time. Yep, no doubt. So over the years, how many crowdfunding clients or campaigns have you guys been a part of now? Well, we've got so our, we we kind of dominate the top ten of crowdfunding platforms. I think seven out of the top ten platforms out there are using CloudSponge. Nice. Uh, I don't have permission to name them all, uh, but you know, odds are good. Uh, you know, especially during like the school fundraising season. Yep. Like when the like you know school in North America, you know the the platforms that you know you see for for raising money and that and that kind of a crowdfunding scenario, pretty much all of them use it, right? Um, and then you know one of them that's a little bit more difficult to count, but is is a very significant number is basically anybody using the Ignition Deck platform. Okay. Um, and so Ignition Deck is like a it's a platform that somebody who wants to create a crowdfunding portal basically they want to you know compete with gofundme for example but in like a very specific niche for a community or for a certain demographic or whatever they can use the ignition deck product to do that uh and then those guys you know they can they can buy because they're already basically running their own technology platform to do crowdfunding projects yep. they can buy a CloudSponge license and add a contact picker to you know select places within those user experiences on their ignition deck site uh, to get you know to to get this the word of mouth sort of virality uptick amazing yeah. so what what would be the best way for someone to get started using cloud sponge for their upcoming launch well the probably the easiest way would be to start by using a platform that's already using cloud sponge i guess right like if depending on level of of sort of technical depth and expertise and like how how much of a platform they're wanting to own and, and be responsible for. Uh, on one end of the spectrum, they don't want any responsibility. They're going to completely use a SaaS tool and they just want to fill out the form and submit it and pay a big fee, right? That's the, that's the, yep. the no code, low tech end of the spectrum. And in that case, you basically need to choose a platform that's using a contact picker. So you'd want to go to them, consider that one of your vendor selection criteria this yep. is important. I know it's really useful and I'm only going to choose platforms that provide that functionality, right? And then on the other end of the spectrum would be somebody that, you know, is, is doing their own crowdfunding portal, either with something like Ignition Deck or maybe a Shopify or a WordPress website or, you know, a website that they actually have to like set up and maintain and manage. Um, and in those cases, you know, they should just reach out to me directly, like to, to CloudSponge. We've got plugins. We've got all. It, it kind of depends on the stack. It depends on how they're how they're built and what their level of technology expertise is. Uh, but you know, like I said, we've been doing this for twelve years, so we're we're able to to stitch it together, no problem. 
No, it sounds amazing, Jay. Well, listen, yeah. this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Well, I hope so. I hope so. Let's try. <laughs> so what, uh, what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Uh, you know, what inspired me to be an entrepreneur? Um, I guess just the, it was, it felt really natural. I don't think it, for me, it wasn't like one of these like leap of faith kind of things that I've heard other people do. It was a real gradual transition from <clears throat> being a developer, being a software developer into realizing that my actual skill, my, the thing that I feel like I was really good at was actually the, the one, the layer of abstraction above being a software developer. I was really good at the communication between business people and developers. So I sort of escalated a little bit there. And then it just was the natural next step to, you know, become one of those people and take some risk and, you know, take some of my ideas and figure out how to make those worlds sort of work together. And so for me, it was a pretty blurry line. It wasn't like a really like obvious moment where I became an entrepreneur. It was kind of a gradual transition. Nice. Yeah. So if you could have a cup of coffee with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Oh man, right now, uh, right now, I think it would, it would be Michael Saylor. Okay. Pretty fascinating with Michael Saylor right now. What would be your first question for him? Oh, what would be your first question? Wow. That's a good question. I guess I would probably tell him what I'm up to right now and, and, and tell him what I should double down on. I don't think if I was able to, fill his head with, you know, the different projects that I've got on the go and get him to help me focus or, you know, slice them up a little bit differently and think of them differently. I think I would ask him a question about that. Nice. Seems like any, a really uh, cool, yeah. any book you might recommend to our listeners? Yeah. You know what? There's one that I just, I, I, I've read it a couple of times now. I've recommended a few times. It's called Obviously Awesome. It's okay. by April Dunford. And it's, it's a, it's about positioning. Basically it's like the most clear modern approach to figuring out what is positioning for any product or service and how do you figure it out? How do you write it down? Like what's the formula for mastering your positioning so that people actually understand like what you do and how you compare to your competitors and all that stuff. It's a super good book. No, sounds great for the audience. Thanks for the share. Yeah. What's uh what's one invention that's made your life easier during the pandemic? Nintendo Switch. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I got I mean, four I little kids, too. man. I got I got four kids and the thing, you know, Animal Crossing kept us sane, I'm telling you. There you go. It was Dance Dance <laughs> Revolution for us. Or Dance Dance 2022, whatever it is. That sounds noisy. <laughs> oh yeah. It was, but it was good exercise too, right? There you go. All right. Last question, Jay. You're doing great. And I know you, you get to work with a lot of different campaigns. So I'm really excited to hear what your take is on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? What does the future of crowdfunding look like? <clears throat> I, I think it's going to involve Bitcoin. I think there's a lot of like unbankable people that can really benefit a lot from Bitcoin all around the world. People that sort of are alienated from the banking system for whatever reason, right? They don't make enough money or they live in a sure. place that doesn't have the good currencies or whatever. And I do feel like um, the crowdfunding is a really great match for those demographics. And, and Bitcoin is the thing that allows them to participate in the monetary system 
with just a smartphone and an internet connection where they don't need to apply for a bank account or any of that kind of stuff. So I think, I think it's going to make a pretty big impact to, to the crowdfunding conversation in the universe and some, some really good impact for a lot of people that could use it. Absolutely. Well, Jay, this has been amazing. This is your opportunity to talk to our audience, give them your pitch, tell them what you're all about, where people should go and why they should check out cloud sponge. Oh, I think I've done a lot of the, a lot of that already. So I'm not going to repeat myself, but I will tell you where to go. I mean, you can just go to the, to cloudspongecom slash art of the kickstart and we'll put some resources up there that are useful for you, for the audience and some ways to communicate with us. And, you know, if, if anybody's, you know, wants to do what I just suggested in terms of, you know, choosing a crowdfunding platform that has really strong word of mouth, you know, functionality, they can ask me that in a private conversation. I'd be happy to tell them everything I know, right? So if they just want to get on the calendar, I'll do my best to consult and make a suggestion, you know, with a little bit of background knowledge about what the project is. Amazing. Well, it's extremely generous of you, Jay. Thank you so much. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to Cloud Sponge, and everything else we talked about today. And of course, I got to thank our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Hype, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Jay, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thanks for having me, Roy. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.